Explain a little bit on how it is turning the page for you. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I don't fuck with 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 you, bro. You be talking too much shit about me on Twitter. Welcome to a brand new episode of my weekly podcast, What's Happening? I am your host, P-Line. You can listen on various platforms. We on Apple Podcasts, we on Google Podcasts, and we on Spotify as well. Like it, leave a comment, or you can share it. Just do something. I would like to welcome everybody to a brand new episode of my weekly podcast, What's Happening? And I'm your host as always, P-Line. I hope your week is off to a great start. And going into this weekend, I want you to stay safe. You got to. You already know. Come on, man. Y'all already know what's happening here on What's Happening. We're going to encourage you to stay safe. You got to make it home to your family. You want to be on somebody's job come Monday morning. Or you want to put the keys into your establishment other than having you call someone else and tell them to open up the shop or open up your business for you. No drinking and driving. Don't let them trick you out the streets, man. So y'all make sure you stay safe so you can be tuned in here on what's happening come next week. Now... We got a lot going on today, man. We got a lot going on this past week. We we had a lot going on. And I got a lot to look forward to this weekend. I mean, it's homecoming week. My grandmother is having her 80th birthday party this weekend on Saturday. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. This one, this 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 woman, my grandmother, is the only person that ever gave me a large sum of money. Just gave it to me. No one else in my whole life of living that I can remember, other than my mom, of course. But even then, I can't never remember her just handing me a large sum of money and telling me, "Here you go." Over 200 bucks. Just here you go. Of course she bought me school clothes. Of course she did this, that, and all that. Yes. But I'm just saying, handing me a large sum of money. Mom, dad, no one that I have come in contact with ever did that for me. But my grandma did. i never forget it. She pulled me in the back room. And she handed me. A, and I didn't. I wasn't expecting this. This is, this is not something I expected. She just. I was over her house. She just pulled me in the back and say, and went into her pocket and say, here you go. And gave me the money. I'm looking, I'm like, what is this for? She said, now just take it. But hurry up and put it in your pocket because you know I got jealous grands and kids and I don't want them to see. But I just thought that was so sweet. And that was a time I was on my ass. 
I was on my ass at that time. And she must know it. She felt it. You know what they say about the mother's tuition, them grandma's, you know, tuitions and all that. She knew it. I was on my ass. But she knew I was destined to have some great things happen for me. And she did that for me. And that stands out in my mind. But I just thought it was so funny. I just remember because she said, hurry up and put it in your pocket. Because you know we got jealous ones, you know, around here. My grandkids and my kids, they they jealous. So put it in your pocket. And no one but me and her know that to this day. So I want to wish her a happy birthday, man. Of course, she did a lot of sweet things for me over these years. A lot of things. Yeah, a lot of talks. A lot of sit-downs. So I want to thank my grandmama. My grandmother. On her birthday. And then, of course, we got homecoming. And, of course, and, 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 and we also had, I went to a football game for my youngest daughter. And then doing homecoming week, I mean, they did this whole alien versus good guy dress up thing and one of my daughters dressed up as Marilyn Monroe and the other one dressed up as Ariana Grande and I'm looking at the videos of some of the videos and pictures of it and uh one of the costumes that stood out to me was this guy that dressed up like Lil Nas X he looked just like him and he must have he must have been a real big Lil Nas X fan. Because I'm gonna tell you, he performed a concert. And I'm talking about he really, when the song came on, he really I thought it was Lil Nas X, man. I mean the people everybody was just surrounding him. And you know, and, and it looked like he was just doing a concert, man. He did a good job. So I want to congratulate on all the participants who dressed up and played a role and part in the school dress up. That, that, that was real fun to see. I really enjoyed seeing that. And of course, my, my goofy daughter, she scraped up a knee. Yeah. You know, the Marilyn Monroe girl. I don't know how you do that, but, you know, we're going to get off that. OK. Yeah, we're going to get off that knee scraping and all that. You feel me? But yeah, she. You know, they dressed up and they had a good time all week long. We were flooded. And then came the football game. And I was excited at first. But I'm going to have to say, man, that shit is stressful, man. It's stressful. You know, because I'm around, I'm watching the game. It's hot as hell. That's number one. Now, nah, I mean, that's not number one, but that's one thing. Okay. So you're out there, I mean, you know, and I have to say, my daughter, she really wasn't. You know, ain't the best athlete. Now, I'm a very good athlete, so I would think that, you know, I, she would have some of what I have, but that wasn't the case. So she out there playing, and I just didn't know these girls was this good. They doing stiff arms. They running you over. They doing all that. So I'm sitting up there, you know, and, you know I'm kind of spoken. I'm thinking about, you know, damn, I don't want my daughter to hurt herself, break her ankle, twist up, this, that, this. You know, and you got to mind you, this is coming from somebody, you know, that loves football. I love it. I'm a football first guy. You can't move me when it comes to this. When it comes to football, I'm glued. 
But I ain't think the girls was this good, man. These girls juking and stiff arming and running people over and knocking people down. So I'm just up there like, oh, oh, everything that happened, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, she hurt. Oh, she'll catch a concussion. Oh, she'll break her ankle and sprain something. So I'm, you know, all that going on. But, you know, the, 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 the irony of this whole thing is about this. We talking flag football, man. <laughs> Here I am up in the stands watching this shit and it's only flag football. But I, I'm glad my daughter, you know, man, it, it, it was it was it, it was fun at first because I thinking I'm thinking. You know, she's going to get out there and, you know, catch a couple touchdowns, pull a couple flags and do her thing and all that. But when I get up there, man, I'm just, you know, I'm a wreck. And we only talking flag football. And this coming from someone who loves football. I just don't like seeing my daughter playing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to throw that out there. But it, 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 it's been a real good week, man. A real good week. But now we got to get into this crazy shit that's been going on. You know what I'm saying? That's been... You know, hitting the waves, hitting the airwaves. I ran across a story about a man that tried to divorce his wife without her. I didn't even know you can do that, man. But apparently you can. Okay. So this man in Texas, 51 years old, he tried to divorce his wife without her knowing. And I'll have to say that's a good idea. If you don't like your wife and no, no, if you are not into your wife no more, divorce her before you cheat on her, man. That's my rule. If you are married, you can't cheat and you can't step out. Stick it out. When it's no longer working, divorce her. So that was a good idea. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but what he fucked up at when he decided not to include her. In the divorce. Now I don't know what he was thinking. I mean. He had to know. That she was going to find out. Now according. To the reports. And I'm going to read. Some of what happened. On the reports. Hold on. I got it wrote down right here. Hold on one second. So according to the reports. The Texas. In the Texas. The divorce. The the. The proceedings It says that Paul Nixon 51 Allegedly broke it off from his wife Using forged documents Behind her back He forged A notary Signed And he forged Let me see It says right here That the constable Mark Herman told the New York Post in this particular case that the gentleman decided to go through a divorce, but the only problem is he left his wife out of the process. <laughs> hey, this shit is crazy, man. This shit, this, this is crazy to me. They was only married for a couple of years. Okay. Now, he forged. Now, I, I, I got a couple of things that come to my mind. I'm like, okay, so how did... I mean, it actually made it all the way into a decision where they had no got divorced. It made it that far. But in my mind, I'm thinking, how the fuck can you go through all these proceedings 
and actually get to an end result of we're no longer married. The divorce has been settled without your wife cooperation. I, I, I don't understand it. And so what I had to do, I had to do some little research. So what you can do is file for waiver, a waiver of service. And what that means is that whoever's, you don't, they're not going to present any paperwork to you if you file, if you waive your service. So he forged that. He signed it for, he had somebody signed it for he forged the notary republic and all that. And so she was not going to be receiving anything in the mail that says, you know, because she basically forfeited a right of, of that service. They're not going to serve you the papers. So that's what he did. OK, but this is the whole thing that don't make sense right here, y'all. This is what, what don't make sense. If you're going to do all that, why the fuck? Is you going to tell her y'all ain't married no more? Because that's what he did. Because see what happened. He was buying shit. And obviously he must was still with her. During this process. They was living together still. Okay. Because the report says that she noticed he was buying shit. So she confronted him on him. He was buying jewelry. He probably was buying clothes and shoes. And probably don't got him a new car. He must. The money that he was using. To buy this shit was probably the money that he didn't want to spend to get the divorce. So he said he was going to go out the cheap way. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know because the story don't tell you this. Okay. But she seen that and confronted him. He said to her, why does it matter to you? We're no longer married anyway. We're divorced. So he told her. So you're going to go through all this to hide it from her. And then you're going to turn around in the same breath and tell her that y'all divorced. So guess what she did? She she investigated the claims because he must was, you know, you know, it, there's you can say something in a joking manner. And it can come off as a joke, but he must was hammering it. Bitch, I ain't married to you no more. We divorced. I don't you. I don't. I'm done with you. It's already complete. I already don't sign the papers. I already don't. He must was doing all that. You know, that extra shit. He had to be. You know what I'm saying? Because she would have took that as a joke. But she didn't. So she investigated. She went downtown and went and con uh, she contacted the proper authorities. And they investigated and looked and said, yeah, you're divorced. So what they end up doing, they, they end up reversing the decision. So now they back married again. And that's how he got caught. It was a good idea, man. Until you decided not to involve her. And then, not only you don't you involve her, you end up telling them. That's where you fucked up at, man. You fucked up when you didn't involve her in the proceedings. You carried out your plan. It worked. And then it didn't work because you opened your fat ass mouth. This got to be one of the dumbest shit that I don't heard or seen. And he actually got away with it until he opened his mouth. 
boy, this is a fucked up world. This is a cold, cold world we living in, man. I got to tell you, it is a cold, cold world. You know, in my last episode, I talked about Snitch Nine. Now, I needed to uh, address this a little bit further, though. Because now, you know, new reports don't came out since, you know, I did my last episode. Okay. You know, this is a national story. This is big. And I'm going to tell you how you know it's big. I mean, this is the biggest thing that don't happen on a snitch level in hip-hop history, man. It ain't been nothing bigger. This man was part of a game. He got sentenced to 40 in life in prison by the feds for rap for the RICO Act. And what he did was decided to cooperate with the authorities. That's what he, when, when they had that time out, he said, man, I'm going to cooperate. Fuck this shit. And he started cooperating so he could reduce his sentence so he can get out faster. Okay. That's what happened. Now, since then, two things that I don't know is don't happen. Snapchat is doing a docu-series on Snitch 9. And it's going to play out in real life. So they're going to recount everything that don't happen. They're going to use interviews that people that was close to him. He's not going to get not one dime from this. Because they're not going to interview him unless he decides to say, you know what? I do some interviews. I lend to your docu-series. But they're going to use people that was involved with, with his life throughout his career, his up, his down, his coming to be where he at at Takashi 69. Okay. This is how big it is, man. They doing a docu-series. The first ever. So they first ever docu-series. It made Snapchat come out the foes, man. It made Snapchat come out the foes and say, you know what? This is an opportunity for us to get on. We already on, bitch, but we trying to get on top of on. That's what it did. So now they doing a docu-series. And then another thing. I see they don't reboot it. New Jack City. Because to me, man, to me, it smells like New Jack City all over again. When New Jack City came out, Nino Brown was the head of the CMB family. CMB, we all we got. He boomed to the top. He was selling everything. When Crack Rock was, was on the jump up, it took off. Crack was serious. It took off back then. And they did a movie based on that called New Jack City. Nino Brown got on the stand and flipped the script when they thought he was going to get a lot of time on the stand. He said, no, I was part of it. But the brains of it was Kareem Akbar. You know who was affected by that? The streets. Snitching became cool. And now I'm seeing the same thing with Snitch 9. Up and down my timeline, they asking questions. What would you do if you were facing 50 years? Would you snitch or would you not? 
everywhere. It's niche, niche, niche. If you can't do the time, don't jump your ass in the kitchen, man. It's hot enough. Don't get in that kitchen, man. And then run around, want to tell on somebody else because you got caught. That's your fault, boy. That's your motherfucking fault. You ain't had no business jumping your ass out there. It's got sharks in that water, man. And they bite. It's just that simple, man. They got sharks in the water and they bite. And it's a whale like that too and it will swallow your ass whole, man. You ain't had no business getting in that water. Snitch now and now it's don't, and now that shit don't affect the right in the community, man. They tell it. You got to hold your ground, man. If you going to live like that, be willing to suffer the consequences. If you going to deal that type of head, be willing to play that motherfucker, man. You know what I'm saying? That's my opinion on it. You know? Snitches get titches, stitches for talking like bitches, man. You know? That's just the way it is. Everything got a decree. Everything got a code, man. You know what I'm saying? You can't send U.S. soldiers over there to motherfucking Iran and Iraq and then they get caught up and then they sell out new, and then they sell out United States. You can't do that, man. Everybody going to look at you like a turnout, man, like a switch out, like a snake. You can't do it. If a U.S. soldier go over there to war and he get caught, he's not getting up the U.S. secrets, man. He's not. I'm sorry. It's the same thing in the motherfucking streets, man. If you're living like that, if you signed up for it, deal with it. It was all good just a week ago when you was pulling up. I'm real passionate about this shit, man. I am. If you can't do it, get out, man. A soldier ain't going over to war and to give up the secrets just because he got caught. I watched motherfuckers when they were doing beheadings. And a bitch still wouldn't give up them secrets. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that, man. And you got to be able to understand that. Because, see, when a face hits something and it gets its name, then it becomes cool. Oh, well, damn, 6 9 did it. He's a superstar. What shit? I ain't nobody. I can snitch too. You see? Oh, Nino Brown did it. New Jack City. He was the head of motherfucking such and such. Of CMB. We all we got. He did it. Oh, shit. Well, I can do it too. You see what I'm saying? You know, AIDS was, was plaguing. Ain't nobody. When AIDS had his epidemic in the 80s, everybody was scared of him. You can look at a motherfucker and you thought you can catch AIDS like that. So no one really was touching it. And then what happened? Magic Johnson caught AIDS, man. And was the face of it. That's when the world changed as we know it. It changed as we know it, man. And then we they started developing this. And they started getting this. And they started doing that. And then the opinion changed on it. Then life became longer. Then you were able to tolerate it. And it wasn't killing you as fast. And all that type of shit. But that's the way it works, man. You get a face. And then it usually lends. 
to the masses. See, hip-hop was scrounged upon. It made it all the way into the congressional meetings, man. They tried to ban two live coup. But guess what happened? Posters started to go up in people room. The music started getting blasted from La Johnny room. And, the, and the, your mom was coming home while the music was playing. When the keys was in the door before she got on, she heard the sound of the music in her house. She walked into the room and here it is. La Shelley got a poster of two live crew on, on her bedroom wall. So then they became more tolerable, okay? But see, shit gotta happen, man. Before you can really understand the significance and the meaning behind it. And then a cause to action comes into play then. Y'all sleep. I ain't. I'm waking you up. That's that Takashi 69 smells like New Jack City all over again. And I'm just trying to tell you, man. This is a fucked up world. Cold, cold is a motherfucker. You got to know how to play this shit, man. You just got to. You can't be out here, man. You know what I'm saying? Just doing whatever. No. You can't. You can't see something and think, you know what? He doing it. I can do it. There's consequences behind every motherfucking action. That water deep. It's deep. A life vest is not going to help you out in the middle of the motherfucking ocean. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You ain't going to put me in the middle of the motherfucking Atlantic Ocean with just a life jacket on. It's not going to save you, man. It's not. It's sharks out there. It's killer whales out there. It's storms out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Sinkholes and all types of shit. Who knows? They can, it's been certain depths of the ocean that they ain't even been able to get to the bottom of that motherfucker. If you think I'm going to be out there with just a life jacket on? Hell no. Know what you're getting into, man. Snitch nine. It's New Jack City all over again. But you can't see it. I just needed to address that, man. And the last thing that we're going to address is this article that I seen about a police officer. Well, a reserve officer. You know, the ones that do the traffic stop, work at schools. He was retired. This He was an ex-police officer that was retired, you know, from the, 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 the police academy in Orlando. He served a 23-year tenure. And over this tenure, he arrested two kids, by the way, six years old. Two six-year-old kids got arrested by this man. That's a bad idea. Now, whoever thought this was a fucking good idea is just beyond me. I I really don't understand, man. Do y'all not know... When you know they got these scare tactics, right? Where they try to scare you away from doing something. That's not the best case for action. That's your first case of action. Well, what? That's not the best case. You know, maybe you might be limited. 
And that's why you're using the scare tactic. But what happens when they no longer fear it? They're going to become the monster. That's the way it works. When you no longer fear something, you become the monster. You're bigger than the monster. So now you're using these scare tactics to try to, you know, you know, imprison two six years old for battery. Now, who thought that was a good idea? Who told you to go get the police, man? Why would you go get the police? I remember when I was in school, you know, it was always someone that they always call for trouble kids that just had... You know, they, they had more of a handle on certain kids. And I was like that. Miss James was like that for me. Yes, I was doing dumb shit when I was in school, acting out, doing this. But as soon as they called Miss James, she was able to get through to me. I don't know why. Maybe she just had more patience for dealing with people like me. But I didn't want to, you know, let Miss James down. So I behaved when, you know, when she came on the spot. Maybe it's your guidance counselor. Maybe it's the caseworker. Who knows? But I don't understand why you think a police officer. Now get this part, y'all. Get this. A police officer over his 23-year tenure, he had 16 citizen complaints against him and seven discipline complaints. Man, this man, this man listed so long, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to read some of this shit that this man was doing. Okay. And this is in Orange County. He had racial comments towards an incident where he showed up to, to resolve an incident while he was at work. And he made racial comments to this, to this, uh, uh, this Iraqian lady. I believe she was Iraqian. A Palestinian or something. And he said she looked at like, you know, was she some kind of uh, uh, Saddam Hussein? Okay. She told him, no. You know what I'm saying? And his, and his superior asked him about him. He said, yeah, but I was just joking. Okay. That's one situation. Then he. Him and his ex-wife was having problems. He was sending text messages to her. And he told her, bitch, I, he was calling her derogatory names. And told her, I hope that motherfucking counsel kill you. Okay. The man didn't show up for work. Didn't call in sick. Ran into police cars more than one time. He even got arrested. For aggravated child abuse. His son was seven years old at the time. He was placed on administration leave for 16 hours. His son had whips and bruises on his hand, on his arms, and chest. Later, the charges was dropped. Because he entered the pre-trial diversion program and he was allowed to keep his job as a police officer. This is this is wrong in so many ways, man. See, 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 in my opinion, 
I don't think you need that many chances as a law enforcement officer. I'm going to be real strict on y'all. Very strict. Because you know why? Because, bitch, you took an oath. You took a motherfucking oath to uphold the law. And you get too much rope, man. They give you too much rope. You know what I'm saying? Because you are the ones that can cause this whole thing in America to go wrong. You can. Why? Because you can get away with anything. Because in the public eyes or in, you know, the people, the citizens that control the country eyes, you can't do no wrong. So you can get away with everything. You can get away with bringing in the drugs. You can get away with killing people. You can, cause no one's gonna look your way, because you up took the oath. So you the one can get away with it all. So here it is, you getting chance after chance after chance after chance, and then someone thought it was a good idea to hire you as a reserve officer around kids after you don't. A child abuse your own motherfucking child and talk crazy to your wife. You can't even respect your own home. How the hell I'm finna? How am I gonna trust you with somebody else's kids, man? You ain't even respected on your job. You don't even call in to work and say, you know what, I'm sick. You just motherfucker don't show up. You back into cars. Why you on duty, other police cars, reckless driving, more than one time. You motherfucking show up at a disturbance at someone's house where a man dog don't bit another man dog, in which he's a teacher, and you tell him, say, uh, I'm glad my kid don't go to the school that you teach at, when you really dare to resolve the incident, you cause it more incident. This is all this shit this man don't did. He was cited from tasing a man five times. Now his superior said he was justified in the three times the tasing, but the other two, the man was in a fetal position. And he still tased him. This man got a history of going overboard, man. He whipped this kid to the point um, it became a bruise where he got bruises and, 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 and welts in his chest. Now, I, I can, okay, your hand aggressively around his arm, you might get a welt. But how the hell did it get in his chest, though? How did it get in his chest? That's what I'm trying to tell you. It never, according to the reports, made it to the level of former affairs. Where they was forced to investigate this man. It never made it to the level. He never formally got investigated by their internal affairs. Somehow this man just kept escaping over and over again. Even though he had incident after incident after incident. And he was known to go overboard. And guess what he said after he got arrested. And went through the pretrial diversion. And they throwed the charges out. And they reinstated him as officer. Guess what he said? I hope this don't stop you from disciplining your kids. Yeah, you can discipline your kids. But you can't abuse them. 
There's no reason why this man should have bruise marks in his chest, man. The fuck you doing? Punching him? What you doing? You know what I'm saying? Well, how do uh, bruises get into their chest? That's what I'm trying to tell you. And then, you know, he made a, a, a racial insensitive comments towards someone where he was making an incident report, where he was reporting, where, where he went to report on the incident. And guess what he said? I was just joking. I was just joking. You know. And, and, and then when he tased the man and in his, in his superior found him, you know, he, he, he justified the first three tases. But the last two, he said that was that wasn't warranted. Guess what he said? I do it again. That's what this man said. He said, I would do it again. And then you found it justifiable. To keep this man employed. As a police officer, man. A man that took an oath. The upholding law. We expect more out of our officers. Because those are the ones that can get away with the bullshit. It can cause the country to be a problem. It can be a problem if you got officers out here doing the dirt. If you got the judges out here doing the dirt. If you got the lawyers out here doing the dirt. If you got the state attorneys out here doing the dirt. It's going to be a problem. I'm just telling you. It's going to be a big problem. So for me, man, I don't give them too many chances. I'm not giving y'all. I'm relieving you of your role, man. You know what I'm saying? You need to find something else to do. You know what I'm talking about? This man was known to go over. I don't understand how you locked two six-year-olds up. I just don't understand. And I definitely don't understand how you put a man and that had his trouble. In this position to look over these kids. Scale tactics don't work, man. You got to get these kids options. So because the more options they have, you know what I'm saying, the better they're going to be able to understand and get themselves out of situations. You ain't smart enough to do that because you want to use scare tactics. That don't work. They need options not to be scared. You don't need to scare kids, man. You just don't. They don't need to be getting, putting no fucking handcuffs on, okay? They don't need to get in the back of a police car. They don't need to do all this. They had a tantrum tantrum. Oh, well, your kids have a tantrum tantrum on your motherfucking ass at home. You know it. And they're yours. And you don't show them all the love. But soon as they get into a public settings and they have a tantrum tantrum at somebody, they don't even know it's a problem, but they do it at home. They do it all in the store, in the grocery stores. We see it. We see this shit happening all the time. You didn't call the police on them then, did you? Hell no. You can't scare these kids, man. That don't work. Because soon as they get over their fears, they become the monster. You got to provide them with options as many as you can. That's the key. Because it's going to make them feel important 
Because now what they can do is problem solve. You got to give them so many ways out. Not a tunnel. We don't want them in inside of a tunnel. Only one way out. And that's anger. No, it's too many elements to the human, man. To just rely on anger as an out. Intellect is right there. Different perspective, different views, different angles. Give them a lot of options of outs. They're going to make them feel special. It's going to make them feel like problem solving. Problem solving is part of it. Of the way to do things, man. They don't do nothing for you in prison, man. They just sit your ass in that bitch and just throw you a piece of when it's time to eat and throw you a plate and slide that bitch on the floor. They don't do nothing for you in these jails and these prisons, but let you sit up in that bitch and rot. That's it. They don't do anything for you, man. These people just in there collecting a check and come around with a flashlight to make sure your ass still there. Every now and then they'll have a conversation with you. But they ain't trying to help you. That's not their interest. That's not their interest. You know? So when you get put in them places, they're just throwing you to the wolves. These kids don't need to experience that. They ain't old enough. They need help. They need options. So they can feel special about the way they can handle situations. Open up their perspective. Open up their intellect. So they can be able to reason and rationalize. So they can so they can be a part of a good outcome. Because getting scared is not a good outcome, man. It's not. And I don't believe y'all thought this was a good idea. All these, all these governor bodies that sit here and watch that. And no one thought that it was a bad idea. It reached all the way to the prosecutor's desk. Are you kidding me? It got all the way to the prosecutor's desk and no one thought this was a bad idea. It's the people... Is the police department still hired? Why they need to be fired too? We need a whole we need to eradicate the whole Orlando Police Department. This came across so many people's deaths and they thought this was a fucking good idea. And you wonder why people getting railroaded, sent to prison for nothing. A crime that only carries two years and you're getting 15. And you wonder why. This shit, because they, they just doing their job, man. They ain't caring. It never should have got there. These kids should have been, you know, whoever can reach these kids should have been put in a room and talked with. Got them to calm down. You can do it. It can be done. They six years old. Don't tell me a six-year-old can outsmart and a fucking adult. No, 
It's just you don't got no patience. You got anger. You got anger in that situation. I already know that's what happened. Y'all don't can't tell me shit. The person that it happened to, the, the batter on, they got angry in that situation. The kids was getting on their nerves. But you, you already know that's what's going to happen. Kids going to get up under your skin, but you need thick skin if you're going to be working with these kids. Because I'm going to punch you in the mouth by mine. Six years old and you taking another jail. And ain't nobody thought that was a bad idea. It got all the way to the prosecutor officer. That means the paperwork slid through hands and hands and hands. And they read it. And they didn't think something was unusual about this. And you wonder why people going up the road for, you know what I'm saying? For some shit that they didn't do. This is the cold, cold world we live in. Man. It is. And it's no wonder. That people in position of power, y'all got to hold an oath. We got to hold y'all responsible. We can't give these motherfuckers chances and chances and chances. Because if we do, that's why the world and the life we live in gonna be, will be fucked up, man. How you think drugs get in the prison systems? How you think phones get in the prison systems? How you think the motherfucking product get close here? Huh? It's because the people we trust that got the power. That's why I'm saying they don't deserve all these chances, man. It's not a good idea to arrest a six-year-old. Now, everybody at the police station need to be fired. We need to reboot, start over, tear it down. Or I read a statistic that said Florida is the number one in the United States for underage arrests. And Orange County is number one in the state. Florida is number one in the United States for underage arrests. And Orange County is number one in Florida. This is a problem. That system ain't working. Throw it out. Throw it out. The people that's working at, throw it out. We gonna have to do a report to build this shit all the way back up again. And you know where you gotta start at? When they take that oath, they break it, they don't get a whole bunch of chances, man. We can't afford, we can't afford to give them a whole bunch of chances. Nah, we just can't. And another incident I forgot to mention about this guy. He lost somebody wallet. He lost somebody wallet. Now, what's it usually in wallet? A man that had all these problems, all these incidents. And it never le- reached the internal affairs formal grievance level where he was investigated. He was cited for disciplinary action seven times. Sixteen times he had community complaints against him. 
the man went up to a quick stop, which is in the quick stops usually is in, you know, uh, uh, the rough neighborhood. And he tased the man five times. And you know what happened after that? He said he'll do it again. After his superior told him he was justified in the three times, but not the last two. <laughs> this is a cold, cold world we are living in. They don't deserve all these chances, so I'm not giving it to them. I don't trust them. No father, then I can piss in a hurricane. So that's at all. I hope y'all enjoyed the show. Will we be coming back next week better than ever? This has been another episode of What's Happening. I'm your host as always, P-Line, and I'm out.